Welcome to the Rewilding Blueprint podcast. Your pit stop for unleashing your primal power. We're here to turbocharge your day, giving you the strategies to resurrect your lean, athletic body and a mindset forged in the furnace of life's challenges. Why? Because this isn't just about workouts. This is about reclaiming your natural born right to a life of vitality, success and unbreakable focus. My mission for you is simple. Absorb one game-changing piece of advice from each episode and put it into action today. Are you ready to abandon the stale gym air and tap into your primal roots? Let's get started. Right, hello. Let's get into it. So another Wednesday mindset call. I love these. I think they're bringing a lot of value to you guys at the moment. Hopefully you're finding the same thing and hopefully you're finding this podcast version where I push it out afterwards as well. Useful. So today we're going to be diving into the idea of consistency. It's a concept we all know, right? Let's be honest, this isn't anything new. Everyone has heard of this before, but it's also that something that a lot of people find difficult to really nail down. To help with that, something that we've put into place is the 101 day challenge which is going really well so far. We're on day three. Um, And what we're going to do here, though, is explore consistency through the lens of stoicism and our own rewilding philosophy. So feel free to jump in, share your thoughts, and we'll try and make this, you know, engaging and uh, thought-provoking and also actually try and get a specific exercise done on the call. Because like I always try and say, when people listen to a podcast on mindset, they often just suddenly expect their mindsets to get better without actually going and then doing the work, which is akin to reading a book on running a fast 5k, and then all of a sudden expecting yourself to get fitter. It'd be great if it works like that, but it doesn't. Now, first thing we're going to dive into is this trap of all or nothing. And why I like to focus on this is because it's something that a lot of a lot of you guys and girls in the blueprint will resonate with. And it's something that we all struggle with. Um, and I do as well at times. And it's really useful to just revisit these ideas to really cement it in our brains. So I'm sure everyone here has faced a situation before where they sort of thought, I can't do it perfectly. Why bother? Let's wait until I can do it at 100%, a million miles an hour. And that is that all or nothing mindset that we're creeping into. And Before I really started giving this some thought, I almost saw an all or nothing mindset as like a good thing. I almost saw it as like a badge of honor. Like, you know, if I'm not going to do it perfectly, well, then I don't even, I won't even bother doing it. And, and the military itself actually is fucking really guilty for, for generating this mindset a lot of the time. And it might work in that situation sometimes, you know, when that like lives depend on it, for example. But generally speaking, it isn't something that's transferable and it's not something that is useful. And we can see this in phrases like, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing properly. Well, yeah, okay, of course it's worth doing properly. But when we're faced with the option of doing it absolutely textbook standard or not at all, well, if we can't do it textbook standard and we do nothing, well, then we've got to ask, is that really the best option? Is it really the best option? And, you know, I fucking guarantee you that it's not. So is anyone willing to share a recent experience where they've had a bit of a all or nothing mindset and it's actually ended up holding you back instead of driving you forward? 
I have. <laughs> um, so I'll dive in one quickly. Like, like fucking prime example of this. And I was probably actually almost using this as a bit of an excuse was for my prep for the Dragon's Back. I knew I wasn't going to be able to prepare properly. And that definitely led me to not doing a long run on a Saturday morning because it was almost like, well, I need to be doing a 60-mile training week well, I could do a 20 mile training week, but almost, almost use it as a bit of an excuse, right. To then do even less, which is clearly bullshit, right. <laughs> that clearly isn't helpful, but it's a trap that I, that I fell into. Um, anyone, any thoughts on that? I just think you're right with the uh, military and how they install that mindset on you. Um, and going that way sort of thing. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. And when I went outside in 2018, that was probably my like my worst, probably one of my uh, yeah, one of my worst traits that actually took some real work and real thinking on. And actually, that only developed when I got over my fear of failure, right? Which was again something that actually got instilled probably more in the military, or definitely compounded in the military. And that took some serious work to confront, to be able to get over that, to then actually be able to develop consistency. Awesome. Now, if we look at how, you know, we can look at this through the lens of stoicism, right? Something that has stood the test of time, stoicism itself. And it teaches us that virtues like wisdom, courage, and justice, they aren't built overnight. It's like they, they just aren't. And the thing is, people do want to see immediate results. And I get that. I do get that. And we do want to be getting some quick wins. But when we look at something like wisdom, courage, justice, like these are these are big, these are big words, right? As in they mean a lot. They've got a lot of meaning behind them. The very idea that we could build something with a huge amount of meaning behind it overnight would in its very nature mean that it hasn't got a lot of meaning behind it, right? Because if these are virtues that are that are held in high regard or things that are held in high regard do not come quickly right if they came overnight they wouldn't be held in high regard and epictetus emphasized practicing the art of living and i think this is this is an awesome thing practicing the art of living what that means is routinely choosing the virtuous path so regardless of the external circumstances and it's about making those rational decisions day in and day out. It's the quality of your overall life is the sum of those decisions. Right? And I'd actually argue here that the, the whole is greater than the parts, you know, type mentality. And it definitely is. Now, what does that mean? Like, what does choosing the virtuous path mean? It, it means to me that regardless of external circumstances we still do what we know is the right thing to do and this is really difficult to do as humans because we are just wired up to follow the crowd right and you can see this you can see this in let's say there's uh someone falling over in the street uh, and needs a bit of help but maybe they don't look like the most uh friendly person let's say it's a pisshead right he's fallen over they need some help in the street yeah most people will just walk straight past that person yep until one person stops you watch what happens when one person stops fucking all of a sudden other people are, oh, yeah, we should, yeah we should probably help actually we should probably help and, and do that right and because all of a sudden you know there's the 
someone else doing that virtuous thing and it, it becomes much easier to do. So they're being affected by the external circumstances and that's affecting our decision of what we deep down know is actually the right thing to do. And often deep down, we do know what the right thing to do is, but we sort of look around and no one else is doing it and we're like, ah, you know, I don't want to stand out. I'm going to keep cracking up. So stoicism teaching us virtues, wisdom, courage, and justice. They are not built up overnight. They are the result of consistent practice. And we need to be re routinely choosing the virtuous path to enable us to actually practice the art of living. Cool. Now, a primal push for consistent goodness, right? How do we look at this through the lens of, of rewilding? Now, we talk a lot about, you know, tapping into our sort of primal self, that self that is there, that is in us, but it's maybe been quashed. So maybe our true self, right? Now, I think we need to be looking at a lot of stuff with how we are wired up to behave because we are wired up to behave in a certain way because of evolutionary hangovers. Now, our ancestors might have operated on more of an all or nothing approach. So let's say, you know, you're out on a hunt. There's a fucking village is starving. You've got to get that deer. Nature is then going to favor people who take the all or nothing approach. Because the, the all might be that you're going to go, you know, no matter what happens, you are going to make that kill, right? That would be the, that that is you taking an all or nothing approach because you have to make this happen. So you're just going to go for it, fucking whatever. Yeah, whatever the risk, you're going for it. Whereas people who maybe took a more nuanced or balanced approach then might have summed up, no, oh, I'm not sure this is quite right right now. They wouldn't have gone for it. What happens is they'd have died of starvation. The gene pool would have died out, but that, ballsy motherfucker who went no i'm going to go for it wouldn't yeah they'd be they'd be passing on their genes so in that place there's no room for half half measures it's sink or swim so that urgency there had its place survival depended on it now i touched on this in the training that i dropped in the facebook group this morning could be a good watch if you want that bigger mindset shift so that worked back then. And there are times to adopt that all or nothing mindset. There are times, right, when when it's, you know, really is sink or swim. However, generally speaking, where we are today, you know, we've had that passed down to us. So that mindset is generally hardwired into us, which means we need to constantly be doing the work to push back against that and say, hey, actually, yes, this mindset works now and again sometimes in very high risk circumstances but right now day-to-day -day life it does not apply doesn't apply and we really need to be we really need to be choosing that being consistently good as opposed to being sporadically great because we aren't in that world any longer and our the modern challenges that that we are faced with nine times out of ten right they're not well hopefully more than nine times out of ten right 99 percent of the time they are not life or death. But our brains are still going to trick us into this all or nothing mindset, right? Because that is how we have evolved. The challenge now is recognizing, well, whilst this mindset may have served us in the past and it may serve us well every now and again, it can be counterproductive today. And let's look at our sort of modern hunt, right? What is our modern hunt now? Could be a business goal, could be a fitness objective, could be personal growth. What they require is consistent, measured effort for sustainable success, not a quick sprint and burning out. 
we look at you know anything in this arena you know work what is going to get you better results at work is it going to be showing up working at 110 percent for a week and then taking two weeks off no is it fuck and we all know that it's putting the work in week in week out but it's very easy to let our minds trick us okay how is that sunny for everyone are we are we on the right track are we finding this useful? yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely Awesome. Now, like I touched on at the start, just talking about this stuff is useful, right? A hundred percent. Of course it's useful. It sets the stage, but we still need to go and actually do the work. Now it's really easy to say, yep, I'm going to do the work on this um, later tonight. And then life happens and it doesn't happen. So, what I really like to do is inject into this call, right, an area where we actually try and, you know, set aside some time to actually do some of this work. So let's engage in a, in a quick exercise, which we're going to call, we're going to call voluntary discomfort. So for the next week, well, I'd like everyone to deliberately choose something that you would usually avoid, right? So deliberately choose something that you'd usually avoid. Now, you know, I'm going to go there. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to say it. So there's that, like, you know, the cold shower. I just think this is such a good example of, of diving into because when we say something that we would deliberately avoid, i.e. actually stepping into discomfort, my, my take, and I've said this a few times, my take on the ice baths, my take on, on the cold showers, et cetera, I think they're great. Right? I think they're a great tool. But actually, once you've mastered that, that's not really stepping into discomfort it isn't really stepping into discomfort because you're already cracking it. You're all over that. You're doing it anyway. Yeah. So really it, it could be, it could be something more like, you know, what's, what's actually genuinely uncomfortable for you. Um, it could be making sure you, you smile at everyone you walk past today without looking like a fucking weirdo. Right. And that actually might be more uncomfortable for you. It might be, um, engaging in more physical touch with people, right? But because maybe you don't normally do that, but actually that's a really healthy thing to be doing. Now, don't go round. <laughs> don't don't get off this call. <laughs> round, smile at everyone, and then just fucking start hugging and touching them, and go, "Well, you know, I um, <laughs> I had to do it because it was on our. I'm just stepping into discomfort, and then blame me for that, right? Let's not let's not do that." <laughs> But I think this, these are the sort of things when we talk about stepping into discomfort, this is what we're really talking about. It's not doing the extra five burpees when you're hanging out. Because let's be honest, actually everyone in this call is probably already comfortable with that. You're probably actually more comfortable with doing an extra five burpees than you are with doing five less, which is really interesting, right? That's a really interesting take on it. So I think it's going to be really cool to let's come up with something right when we when i turn this into a podcast i'll cut this section let's all take 60 seconds now i'll set a timer and i would love everyone to come up with an action that they are going to do over the next week which is actually genuinely uncomfortable right this is tricky if it does end up being ice birth cold shower cool go with it but let's try and come up with something that's that's actually 
you know you genuinely don't want to do that gets you know that when you think about it it gives you the butterflies and you're almost a bit like ah shit <laughs> i'm gonna have to do this for the next week what do you reckon should we do it yeah just trying to think yeah cool right well i'm gonna stick a timer on i'm gonna stick a timer on for 60 seconds and then we can see where we're at we ready three two on that note we're gonna land this plane 